Let me tell you about Rectech. Rectech is a great, great uh, grill and a great Christmas gift. Uh, can actually help bring your family together. Um, grilling is something that uh, dads and, and sons should learn to do together. And this next year, that's what Rafe and I are going to do. We're going to start cooking the the food on Sunday uh, for the family meal, and uh, we will grill it in our Rectech grill. Now, the great thing is, is because we get up, we go to church in the morning, uh, and uh, sometimes if you really want to slow uh, smoke something, you know, you got to keep the wood going, got to do everything. Not with a Rectech. This is uh, high tech, and it uses wood pellets, so everything is in a everything is wood. But you don't have to worry about tending the wood and the cleanup and the hassle and everything else. This is just the best grill ever. Please do your homework. Check out all the other grills. You're going to end up with Rectech. Rectechgrills.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-C grills with an S dot com. Check it out now. Don't make a thousand dollar mistake. Don't do it. Get a Rectech grill. Rectechgrills.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. All right, well, now that Democrats say that the president needs to be impeached to deal with the original sin of slavery. <laughs> what? What? I thought that's... I, I thought Lincoln had that one covered with, you know, being shot at the, at the theater. Uh, but no, now... Now Trump has to be removed for the original sin of slavery. We have uh, the the uh, inspector general's report today on the FBI's handling of the Russia probe. Oh, my gosh. Another impeachment trial is going on. Yes, the hearings are still going on. We'll dip in and out of that quickly because uh, there's really nothing going on. Oh, I have to tell you about the really, really exciting ratings at CNN. Oh, they're doing so very well right now. Uh, the banana that was $120,000 that was eaten uh, this weekend. And I want to start with Nikki Haley, because as usual, the media gets it wrong and has to retract after the damage had been done in this one minute. is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, how'd you like to win an extra $1,000 this uh, holiday season? The USCCA wants to make that dream into a reality for you. You can text the word Beck to the number 87222 right now and claim your 19 free chances to win $1,000 from the USCCA. The U.S. Concealed Carry Association gives away prizes like this every single month because they believe in protecting and preparing defenders like you. So don't wait. Seize the day and get your free chances to win $1,000. You could uh, take that $1,000 and buy the gun of your choice this holiday season. I mean, it might be for somebody else. It might be just for you. Text the word BECK at 87222. Find out more about uh, the uh, entry and, and all of the rules, etc., etc. Quick, easy, absolutely free. 
Your information is always kept private, and a confirmation text is going to be sent. Text the word Beck to the number 87222 right now. The giveaway ends on December 31st, and it won't be back. Text Beck. B-E-C-K to the number 87222 for your chance to win a thousand bucks right now. All right. Well, let's start with Nikki Haley. Uh, Nikki Haley was uh, on my podcast uh, over the weekend, and apparently it was too much to ask for the uh, for the media to actually go and do their own fact check they got their story from media matters a soros funded industry what a surprise you know it's kind of nice being the uh number one enemy of george soros is it now yeah i like that hmm. i do i kind of like that why is that uh because he's evil <laughs> because oh, so he you're is... saying that because he's jewish uh no I because see what you're doing no, because what you're he's saying. evil Wait, but what, what does that have to do with you being an anti-Semite? Because I don't want to hear any news about George no, know, Soros unless it points to you being an anti-Semite. <laughs> right, I know, I know, I know. So anyway, uh, spooky dude. Now, in the end, do you understand? <laughs> anyway, that guy. Uh, <laughs> He's back in this new movie, too, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, he, he is. is yeah. Oh, your friends. You think your friends are going to save you. Reach for it. Slay me down. <laughs> Feel the hatred. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so George Soros uh, and his minions at uh, Media Matters decided to smear um, Nikki Haley uh, in an interview that I did with her. And honestly, I've been working all weekend. I was working on a stage show, so I didn't even get a chance to respond or even check on it. I get up all day Saturday. I'm hearing this, and I'm like, oh, jeez, Nikki, uh, this is so horrible. I'm sorry. I didn't even ch- have a chance to write to her, say I'm sorry that this happened because of the podcast we did, and I'm kicking myself. How did I not hear this as an interviewer? I should have heard this and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, my gosh. And that stuff happens. Sometimes you're not listening you're thinking of your next question for a second you're organizing your thoughts in for my case going. it happens in my case i just thought to myself uh i missed it because i must have known what she meant and so i didn't take it that way and i wasn't thinking oh somebody's going to take it this way and that's i guess maybe what happened maybe but that's really even saying that she said anything that should have been taken any differently. I want you to first, here's what Media Matters said, and millions of hits on a short version, okay? Millions of stories that went out and have been and passed by everybody on the left that Nikki Haley said that she saw the Confederate flag as a a flag of service, uh, a flag of heritage, until, uh, what what, what was his name? Dylan Roof. uh, Dylan Roof uh, goes into the church and shoots everybody, and then she sees it differently. Well, that's not what she said. Here is the actual audio from the podcast. If anybody wants to actually listen to it, a few outlets have retracted the story and corrected it. But here it is. 
South Carolina fell to her knees when this happened. This is one of the oldest African-American churches. These 12 people were amazing people. They loved their church. They loved their family. They loved their community. And here is this guy that comes out with his manifesto holding the Confederate flag and had just hijacked everything that people thought of. We don't have hateful people in South Carolina. There's always the small minority that's always going to be there. But, you know, people saw it as service and sacrifice and heritage. And but once he did that, there there was no way to overcome it. And the national media came in in droves. They wanted to define what happened. They wanted to make this about racism. They wanted to make it about gun control. They wanted to make it about Mm -hmm. death penalty. And I really pushed off the national media and said there will be a time and place where we talk about this, but it is not now. We're going to get through the funerals. We're going to respect them. And then we will have that conversation. And we had a really tough few weeks of debate, but we didn't have riots. We had vigils. We didn't Mm -hmm. have protests. We had hugs. Mm. And the people of South Carolina stepped up and showed the world what it looks like to to show grace and strength in the eyes of tragedy. Okay, so here's 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 how this is spun. Now listen to this. What she said was, uh, look, um, South Carolina fell to its knees when that shooting happened. So she's first saying the people of South Carolina were humbled, were so struck by what happened, they were humbled by it. And she said... Some people, by saying people, she doesn't mean all, people saw that flag as um, uh, service and sacrifice and heritage. Now, she said, we don't have hateful people. Yes, we do, of course, have. There's always a small number, a small minority of hateful people. But people saw that as sacrifice and heritage. Now, let me be really clear. For all you imbeciles, not not regular members, just the people who are being paid by George Soros at Media Matters <laughs> to smear me and everybody else, um, the the South was not about state state rights. It was not about that. You can you can claim it all you want, but that's not what it was about. Period. It was about the expansion of slavery. Not even the just the holding on to slavery, but the expansion of slavery. Remember, we had the Missouri Compromise. We had the expansion of slavery out west was being told, no, you can't expand it out west. The south, the southern states wanted this all the way down into Mexico. They wanted it out west and they wanted it down to Mexico. To be clear here, the reason why you know that is because you've seen in person the Confederate Constitution, yeah, which does, if it was about states' rights, would probably have given new states an out to not have slavery. Yeah, you could join you could the if option. You, don't, you have the option. Right. That's not what the Confederate Constitution did. Instead, it required everyone who joined the Confederacy to automatically have it, have and, slavery, and, and it was required. And before the expansion of mm-hmm. slavery. So it wasn't enough that you were a slave-owning state. You had to agree with that. You had to be a slave-owning state. And you had to agree with the expansion of slavery. So it was not about heritage. And it was not about state rights. It wasn't about any of that. However, Stu, tell me, 
Tell me what it turned into in the 1970s well, and 80s, the Confederate flag. We all know this is, is started as something we, I mean, we fought a war over what it started as. Yes. However, these things, of course, do develop and, and change meanings over time. I mean, we can all acknowledge that we, we all watched on television a show with a Confederate flag on the side of an orange car jumping over things all the time. It was not seen as, wow, these guys are super mega extra racist. Wow, these guys are for slavery. These guys want to to expand slavery all over it the world. It was the South. It was the South. It became a symbol of just Southern pride. Right or wrong. Uh, and obviously, we know Nikki Haley's position on, on whether it was right or wrong. She removed it from the state house. She also is... An Indian American. Okay. First generation American. She's an Indian who in the interview talked about the racism that she felt as a child. She was different. She was neither black nor white. She was another. She was in a beauty pageant as a kid. She wanted to join. They didn't have a category for her. So she was told to beat it, kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, here's a woman who in the South... In South Carolina, growing up, experienced racism. And then she says, look, that's not what it turned into. This this flag was about heritage. But once, once Dylan Roof hijacked that and made sure everybody knew that was about racism, South Carolinians got rid of it. And she led the way. Yeah. I mean, think about just the, what kind of garbage organization gets to work every day and says you know what let's take the indian american governor of a southern state who is literally responsible for removing the confederate flag and let's say "Ah, it seems like she might have some white supremacist leanings let's just let's just insinuate that and see what happens and they imagine the country in the media that allows that to work albeit for a short time I mean, eventually they correct the stories later on, but no, still. But nobody sees the corrections. Right. Nobody sees the corrections. It's embarrassing. This is a pathetic tactic. How could anyone think this was going to work? And then it shows, too, and I will say, like, in Media Matters' very light defense here, they actually do include the part where she says she's not giving her own opinion. Now, they mislabel the tweets. They, uh, they lie on the headlines. But the media is so pathetic, they don't even listen to the clip they pulled from your interview, let alone go back to the interview, let alone go back and hear the actual context. They listen only to Media Matters clip, and they don't even listen to the whole thing they write on their headline. That is how pathetic your media is today. They didn't even bother to listen to the minute 20 clip that Media Matters pulled. They didn't even listen to it for themselves. That is an incredibly low bar to clear, and that is where... The entire media seems to be living right now. And then they have to embarrassingly delete tweets and correct stories. How about spend 80 seconds <laughs> listening to the damn clip before you write the story? How about going back, and I know this one's crazy, go back and listen to five minutes before this moment on the podcast and five minutes after. Is that a, is that a possibility? Something like that? Where you'd actually at least... Get the very basic context. They don't have time to do that. I know. They don't have time to do that. And besides, it's behind a paywall. Oh, no. Oh, no. On Saturday, it's open for everybody on YouTube. Is it a legitimate request 
Is it a legitimate excuse? Let me give you this. Is it a legitimate excuse for a media organization to say they can't subscribe to a website for $9, whatever we're charging? <laughs> for, oh, and by the way, one week free, I believe. Yes. Uh, you, you can't do that to, before you write a news story? About a, a, the ambassador to the United Nations. And the leader, probably, for the Republican nomination in 2024 as we stand right now. Yeah, it's not worth 9 bucks to you. No. Not I mean, zero. you can get it for free. Zero you just have to you sign up. You get it for free. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. You At least can, Media Matter subscribes. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I think they do. I'm sure oh, they must. Yeah. So here's the thing. You can get it at uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Uh, your, uh, your, your support is more than welcome. It is really, really appreciated and needed. Uh, but if you want to watch it for free, you can watch it for free. It's out now on YouTube. Uh, just go to the Glenn Beck uh, or uh, Blaze. Oh, it's right here. Go to, uh, yeah, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck, and you'll be able to get that for free and listen to it. She's amazing. She's amazing. And I'm sorry, Nikki, that uh, it was this show that caused you any kind of consternation uh, over this weekend. But we did our job. You did your job. The media, as always, fails to do theirs. Okay, I gotta tell you about this Rectech Grill. We're so thrilled to have them on as uh, sponsors. Uh, a friend of mine suggested he's got a 15 year old son. I have a 15 year old son, and he said, "You know, we we get together, Glenn." He said, "We go shop for the Sunday meal, and we get it all prepared and get everything ready, and then uh, he said we grill it. So it's fish or meat or whatever." He said, "We grill it uh, every Sunday," and he said it has really helped. Uh, my son and I get closer together. Uh, and, you know, I don't really know how to grill. I'm not good at, you know, I know exactly how long it takes. I'm just not good at that. And I want to be, and I want my son to be, but he's only going to learn it if he's doing it with his dad. So we got a Rectech grill. Now, Rectech grills, this is a different thing entirely. I mean, they've got millions of followers on their uh, Facebook and social media uh, post because people it's a lifestyle it's really it's very very different they share recipes everybody who buys one of these you actually get and i'm not kidding you you actually get the founder the guy who runs the company you get his personal cell phone number and i said how's that working out for you and he said you know christmas it's not really uh my wife doesn't like it but hey i'm there um, they have pay- people that you can call for, for help on recipes and everything else. It's really a lifestyle. But this is a grill built by grillers for grillers. Uh, the, the nearest competitor, same price competitor, it's 80 pounds heavier. The Rectech grill is 80 pounds heavier. Why do I point that out? Because it shows you the kind of quality and the kind of steel this thing is made from. This is the best. RecTechGrills.com. It's R-E-C-T-E-C Grills with an S dot com. RecTechGrills.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. So Chuck Todd. I talked to Chuck Todd right after the election. And I said to Chuck, Chuck, baby, uh, <laughs> really? you know, I know I've taken a lot of heat and I've 
I've taken my share of the blame. In fact, I've taken more than my share of the blame. But trust me, you guys are going to find yourself doing exactly the same thing if you don't learn the lesson. Oh, Glenn, how could have Donald Trump won? I mean, what does that say? You really have to kind of figure that out, Chuck. You need to listen to the American people. So did Chuck want to listen? No. I've called him several times. I've written to him several times. And not just Chuck, but he's the example today because of what happened over the weekend on his very, very fair Meet the Press. And I said uh, to not only him, but to others, I get it. I know how the American people are looking at Donald Trump and you guys are missing the boat and you're only making things worse. Now, this was, I don't know, a year and a half ago I was doing that. Now they're just absolutely unhinged, loony bin kind of thinking. They won't even allow people to speak to present the other side. They are so convinced that they know all of the answers and they know how you're thinking, how I'm thinking, in this case, how Ted Cruz was thinking. You know, you want to you you ask, uh, why isn't Congress doing anything? Why isn't the GOP standing up? Well, here's a good here's a good reason. I can guarantee you that Ted Cruz, when he couldn't break through to the corrupt media on Meet the Press, when he couldn't break that logjam with them, the others look at him and say, "Well, he's outspoken." He's really, really good in debates and everything else. If he's going to be made to look like a clown, I can't do it. I mean, they already did it last weekend. They did it to Senator Kennedy. And you're like, okay, well, is Senator Kennedy, is he the guy to really present it? Get Ted Cruz because he's a pit bull. Do you think anybody else wants to talk about it? Anybody else want to defend that the Democrats messed with our election? Who else wants to go up and put your head in the guillotine? That's what was happening with Meet the Press. Go ahead. Anybody next will chop your head off too. We all have to line up and say, yeah, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Chuck, invite me on Meet the Press. You go ahead. Ask me if I believe that uh, they were uh, conspiring Damn right I do, and I'll come with the evidence. But let's see if you let me speak. You didn't let Ted speak. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Really? We'll let the American people decide as we play back that audio. Next. All right, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Norton. Christmas time is filled with surprises. Most of them are even good, but some of the holiday surprises are a little upsetting, like 
the family members that you didn't invite show up. <laughs> you know, that's a, anyway. Uh, there's also the kind that you need protection from your online activities. Your personal information is exposed and cyber criminals love to access your personal information through private uh, or public Wi-Fi. You need multiple layers of protection for the ever-evolving threats of your connected devices. And Norton 360 membership provides a lot of layers. Um, It has VPN, device security, password manager, all kinds of things. You need a VPN. It is critical to your future. Now, nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but the new Norton 360 is a powerful ally. Give the gift up to 50% off with the annual subscription on your first year now at Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck. Go there now, up to 50% off. Terms apply. Norton.com slash Beck. A lot more on this tonight on TV. Go to blazetv.com, use the promo code Glenn, and you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription. Welcome to the program. So very glad you're here. Chuck Todd, uh, I'm available next Sunday if you'd like to see the evidence and you wish to have someone actually present it without constantly being interrupted uh, by you. Here is Ted Cruz yesterday, and I want to I play the whole clip where they just mock Ted Cruz and then really don't let him present any evidence. Here it is. Do you believe Ukraine meddled in the American election in 2016? I I do, and I think there's considerable evidence. You do? You do? Stop, stop. Let me say. Stop. Play that again. Turn it up in your car if you're in your car. Turn it up. Listen to the background. Listen to the staffers. Go ahead. Do you believe Ukraine meddled in the American election in 2016? I I do, and I think there's considerable evidence. You do? You do? Senator, this sort of strikes me as, as odd because I, you went through a primary campaign with this president. He launched a birtherism campaign against you. He went after your faith. He threatened to, quote, spill the beans about your wife about something. He pushed a National Enquirer story, which we now know he had a real relationship Chuck, with the editor. You're dra- of the National dragging Enquirer. up all that no, garbage. Senator, That's very kind is it of you. Not, is it, let me ask you this. Is it not possible that this president is capable of creating a false narrative about somebody kind of, like, in order to help him this? politically? Can we stop, yeah, stop for a second? Stop, stop. This is a great thing where it's like, hey, did Ukraine uh, get in the middle of our elections? Yes. So you don't think it's possible Donald Trump could lie? Well, what, what, first of all, like, forget the facts about Ukraine for a second. That is not the fact that Donald Trump can did occasionally believe in conspiracy theories in the past has nothing to do with whether there's evidence on the books that we could show you and have shown you about whether Ukraine was involved in our elections. It's not only that. Listen to what he's saying is he's bringing up all this personal stuff. Yeah. To try to get him like, yeah. To try to get him like, he's gone after you and said horrible things. How could you possibly believe him? Well, doesn't his credibility, doesn't Ted Cruz's credibility actually go up on this issue? Right, it should. (laughs) I've been personally attacked and destroyed 
by Donald Trump. <laughs> he could have said, I could say, Donald Trump said a lot of things about me. Do you want me to bring up the list No, again? I do not want that okay. list back on. But he said a lot of things. So shouldn't my credibility go up? I was willing to say, these are lies. These are lies. I'm now willing to say, the guy I've said that was a liar, these aren't lies. This is true. And this has nothing to do with Donald Trump. This has everything to... They convicted two people, convicted them for meddling in the U.S. election in Ukraine. They are on tape confessing it. Really? Because if you continue with this interview clip, he, uh, Chuck Todd points out uh, the, the things that were a problem from Ukraine, and he doesn't mention either of those things. It's just, I, thought, I thought to be very strange. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Except that's not what happened. The president released the transcript of the phone call. You can read what was said on the phone call. Yeah, and the and Biden. Let me point out again. And you, the, you, oh, oh, you yourself thought on. the Biden Chuck, part Chuck. was troubling. Chuck, let me point out a game that the media is playing. You know, a question that that you've asked a number of people is you've you've said to senators, sort of aghast, "Do you believe that Ukraine and not Russia interfered in the election?" Now that. That in, in, in a court of law would be struck as a misleading question. Of course, Russia interfered in our election. Nobody looking at the evidence disputes that. Uh, but the what president the media of the United is States pretending does. is, uh, look, n it, on the oh, evidence, duh. Russia clearly interfered in our ev in our election. But here's the game the media is playing. Because Russia interfered, the media pretends nobody else did. Ukraine blatantly interfered in our election. The sitting ambassador from Ukraine wrote an op-ed blasting Donald Do you Trump know why? during the election season. Do you know season. why he did that? That is what did unusual. Donald, what, did Donald Trump, what did Donald Trump as a candidate say about Ukraine and Crimea during the election okay. that might have so, inspired the ambassador? So you're saying the they ambassador. had disagreements with no, Donald Trump and I, they wanted Hillary saying, Clinton to get elected. Okay, so they wrote an op-ed. I wrote Ukrainian an op-ed. That is the difference. What you're saying I, 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 is he's trying you're to say. saying a pickpocket which essentially is a hill op to go to compared the... to Bernie Madoff and Vladimir Putin. It, you're, you're trying well, to make, you're trying to equip, equal, make them both seem equal. Yes. I, don't, I don't understand that. Ch Chuck, Chuck, I understand that you want to dismiss Ukrainian interference because, A, they were trying to get Hillary Clinton elected, which is what the vast majority of the media wanted anyway, and, B, it's inconvenient for the narrative. You know, it's hysterical. Two years ago, there was article after article after article in the mainstream media about Ukrainian interference in the elections. But now the Democrats have no evidence of a crime, no evidence of violating the law. And so suddenly Ukrainian interference is treated as the media clutches their pearls. Oh, my goodness. You can't say that. Last week, Chuck, you called Senator John Kennedy basically a stooge for Putin. I did basically. not. Press but needs don't to basically. Stop being basically. ridiculous Senator, and just and, and, and acting like they work for Adam Schiff. Okay. Hmm. It's unbelievable. So it's an op-ed. That's that was their evidence. Yeah. that they discussed. And this guy is trying to. You you remember? Um, oh, he was the guy who did Meet the Press years ago. He was so great. Uh, meet the press. He died uh, oh, early. Uh, you're uh, talking about Tim, Tim Russert. Tim, Tim Russert. Mm -hmm. This is absolutely a one-sided game with Chuck Todd and Meet the Press. Mm -hmm. Just one-sided. He's so emotionally attached to this story mm -hmm. that he's defending it out of emotion. You can hear it mm -hmm. in his. You do. Yeah, he, he does it in the way of like you said. My kid was ugly. 
Well, let right. me tell you why they're not ugly. Right. Well, that's not. It's not supposed. That's not to your treat job, your, dude. It's not. This is not your child. Defending this storyline should not be a family issue to you. Welcome to the program, Mr. Pat Gray, host of uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, that you can hear on podcast and you can hear on Blaze Radio Network. Just become a member of Blaze. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and uh, sign up. Use the password Glenn and you'll save 10, uh, 10% right now. Hi, Pat. Hi, Glenn. Uh, I'm totally convinced that Ukraine didn't meddle. It was only it was only Russia. It was it was just Russia. Russia. And it wasn't yeah. Russia on anything else other than working and colluding with Donald Trump and his campaign, right? Exactly. So right. it wasn't right. It wasn't anything that Trump was not related to. Exactly. Right. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Would you would you go as far as saying that Trump was the architect? Yes. Yes, I would. I mean, of not and only I'd this. I'd go as far as to say he's a Russian uh, asset. Okay. And he was, asset. was he a Russian asset during mm. slavery as well? Yes. Yes, he was. He was. <laughs> yes, he was. Was. He had to be because he's responsible, obviously, for slavery, as we heard from Representative Al Green. Right. Al. He has to, now he has to be impeached yeah. because, because of slavery. Slavery. Yes. And you know what? <laughs> and you know what? Mm-hmm. As unfair as it <laughs> seems... I might be willing to go along if we can get past slavery. If all is required <laughs> is Donald Trump to be uh, impeached for uh-huh. the good of the country so we can finally move on, I might be for if that. If this actually settles the yeah, issue. this settles the yeah. issue, I think Donald Trump nice. might go, you know what, it's good for the country. <laughs> I didn't even understand the Al Green point. I mean, how do, wh- wh- what do you even make of that? It's uh, Al Green. Yeah. You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. similar it's, to, though, is the O.J. Simpson thing. where You, you talk to the, uh, the jurors today, and they say, well, we didn't necessarily think he was innocent, but what we thought was there was a lot of uh, uh, injustice over a long period of time, and they needed to pay. And that's what, that's what yeah. Green's saying, right? Like, right. slavery was really bad, so you know so what? This Donald Trump. him. Right. I was like, that's not how justice yeah. works. This is exactly what I laid out on my first episode. Uh, of, on the impeachment, remember? I laid it out and said, this is the O.J. Simpson case. This is the glove. Yes. This is the glove. It doesn't matter what the evidence says. doesn't matter. If the glove doesn't fit, you have to acquit. And it was all based on emotion. This is the worst. Imagine this is the kind of system that you're setting up for you. By the way, have you been to the airport lately? <laughs> have you seen clear yeah, they, it's like a, a fast pass through security, right? Yeah, how's that work? How's that work, Stu? I I looked into it and I uh-huh. I've, uh, because I you know thought maybe it would be something to sign up for, and uh, it, I don't know exactly how it works, but it's supposed to get you through the line like sure, it's a retina scan. It's a retina scan. Retina okay. scan. You just give them your imprint of your retinas. That's all they don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just so you know. Retina, retina scanning is what one of the big things that I was against in uh, Common Core. When I found out why they wanted the kids on computers and why they needed the cameras on every computer was because they could retina scan your kid. And then they would know when they were drifting, when they were thinking about something else, when they were lying, when they were panicked, when anything. Because the, the eyes are the windows to the soul. Okay. Now, this is, I'm going a long way here. We'll go back into retina scans later. But don't do it. It's a trap. But look at... Uh, now I've... Good God, now I've forgotten what I was going <laughs> to... How I was tying these two together. Hmm. Uh, oh, crap. I, it it must is have been a good, trap. though. I, it was 
it was yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. It was really. Oh, think about it. If they could do this to the president now with this shady evidence, mm-hmm. when they have you and all of your information and all of your heartbeat and everything else just by scanning your eye at all times, and they're the ones that have the information, not you. You don't have it. Yeah. They could manipulate any way they want. If this is what we deem as a fair hearing, a fair trial, and decency in America, on our criminal system, on our justice system, if this is what we deem as fair and right and righteous to the most powerful man in the world, what do you think it's going to be like for you and your children? Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be Soviet. Uh, well, yeah, you'll have Soviet no chance. Apprehensions. You'll have no chance. That's why the argument. Well, I don't care what they're doing. I'm not doing anything wrong. You can look at whatever I'm doing. I got nothing to hide. Yeah. Uh, yes, you do. And you know what? They decide and, what you have to hide, right? Not you. And hang on just a second. You have nothing to hide. Look at how many people have lost their jobs from something they did 20 years yeah. ago, or mm-hmm. 40, okay. or 40 years ago. Look how they've been smeared. Mm-hmm. That's not even talk. That's still saying you have something to hide. You're thinking I have nothing to hide in a just society. This is not a just society anymore. Are we even looking for justice or are we just looking to feel good? Are we looking to be right? Are we looking to win? Are we are we just looking to get that guy mm-hmm. because we don't like him? That society, you're right. You may have nothing to worry about in a just society. But in that society, the one we're becoming, oh, you shouldn't sleep at night. <laughs> you shouldn't freaking sleep at night. Thanks, Pat. Boy, I pulled that one out. I ooh, almost completely forgot. I, uh, welcome to the program. A recent report, 83%. 83% of U.S. consumers plan to shop online for holiday gifts this year. Of course. But I want you to remember this. The FBI received nearly 300 online theft complaints in 2017 alone. They reported losses at a total of $1.4 billion. So before you hit that buy button this holiday system uh, season, remember that some websites are created for people who just want your credit card data and other personal information. That's what's happening. Now, it's important to understand how cybercrime uh, cybercrime is affecting your life. Identity theft is a serious issue. Somebody's identity is stolen every two seconds. And that's why LifeLock exists, because they detect a wide range of identity threats. Things like your social security number being on sale in the dark web. Nobody can prevent all of this crap from stopping, stopping, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year. Call 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK, and you'll save up to 25% off your membership. Promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck.
you know, this is this is so frustrating the way the the press does everything because they make it they make everything a binary choice. Oh, so uh, you're saying that they interfered? Yes, they interfered. Here's one way they interfered: they provided the black ledger, which now is believed to be a fake. So much so that the FBI did not use it in the prosecution of Paul Manafort. Okay, it's at least uh, they're they're Serious. worried about it. They don't know it, if it was they forged. Were worried, they don't know. They were worried about it enough to not even bring it up. Yeah. Okay. So if if that thing had credibility, they would have used it. But what the FBI needed, what the Department of Justice needed, was just something new to be opening up a new case on Paul Manafort because they had him because the guy was guilty. But if you bring up the fact that the Ukrainians and and through the work of uh, Chalupa and the DNC, that they brought this what appears to be bogus blacklist to the DOJ for it. It, it doesn't matter if it's bogus. He was guilty. We said that long before. Should Paul Manafort go to prison? Yes. Not because of the black ledger, but he was guilty. He was dirty. All right. So did that. Well, he was. So you got a bad guy. Yeah, you got a bad guy, but you didn't get him before or, you know, way before he joined Trump or even before he got Trump. You didn't get him after Trump was elected. You got him during the election. When you're trying to say Donald Trump is in bed with the Demo- with the Russia, uh, Russia mm-hmm. you got his guy uh, thrown in jail for working and taking money from the Russians. I mean, I think the scope of the Russian election influence was much larger than Ukraine. Ukraine overall corruption is another story, but uh, as far as their their the scope of the efforts was larger with Russia. Oh, However, Russia coordinated the, the the hack on WikiLeaks. Sure. And, uh, I mean, they did all of that. But the impact of the Ukrainian one was very large. I mean, it, it, if this led this ledger left to, I mean, think about it. There are election cycles where the biggest story of the entire election would be the head of a campaign gets fired gets fired in the middle of it because of corruption, right? This is this but has, this was this like throwing, Russian corruption. Uh, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's huge, 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 huge. All right, back in a minute. You're listening to Glenn Beck. That is I'm remarkable. I'm a little shocked by that. I, the, the the silly music they put behind it kind of takes away Oof. from what's actually happening there. Forty-five. Wow, is... he did that, yeah. Hitler. Why do you think he was bad? Yeah, what's what? I mean, what do you think he did? I mean, in that the in that like that's the one like the knee jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He he stole the money from the people who bought the Volkswagen so he could finance the war. <laughs> what do you what? <laughs> what did he do that was so bad those, that was bigger than killing and exterminating 6 million Jews? Those German citizens never got the vacations they were promised. So yes, I want to make sure they didn't. That, that's, they didn't. That, that's a real wrong oh, from Adolf. Man. Hey. The Volkswagen. <laughs> All right, back in just a second. <laughs> got it.
fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. The Saudi national opened fire at the uh, Naval Air Station in Pensacola, Florida, killing three, wounding eight others. Hosted a dinner party prior to his attack where he watched videos of mass shootings with his party guests. The Associated Press reveals that authorities as of as of this weekend detained 10 Saudi nationals on a naval base. They were held for questioning while several others remain unaccounted for. When is this country going to say this? The Saudis are not our friends. The Saudis, there may be people in there trying to do good, but as it stands today, are brutal barbarians. More in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So this week, the House Judiciary Committee continues their show trial to, uh, in fact, it's going on right now. Could we just take, I want to just take this, this is really important, take a little bit of the uh, debate about what. Okay, that's enough. Um, Wow, I'm glad we slipped that in there because there's a lot of really good stuff going on. Um, So, you know, there's huge corporate interest undermining our values and our Constitution on a daily uh, basis. Unfortunately, we're subsidizing some of it. With Big Mobile, when you use your cell phone, you're practically voting for open borders, abortion, gun confiscation, and impeachment. How could I possibly make that claim? Because companies like Verizon are donating millions of dollars to left-wing causes. That's partially your money every time you make a phone call. Stop giving your money to people who are working all day long on the things that you despise. Patriot Mobile, America's only cell phone service that donates a portion of your monthly bill to conservative organizations fighting for the values that you believe in. And when you switch to Patriot Mobile this month, you can get a free Moto Z3 Play when you open a new line of service. Plus, you get a signed copy of Donald Trump Jr.'s new book, Triggered. Now, do you think Verizon's doing either one of those? I don't think so. The phone call and the choice is really, really clear. It's Patriot Mobile. They make it easy to switch right now, keep your number, get reliable nationwide service, no hidden fees. It's this, it's, you're going to get the same great coverage because they're on the same cell towers. Everybody shares the same cell towers. Get PatriotMobile.com slash Beck and use the promo code ZFREE or call 877-367-7524. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, 877-367-7524, PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Oh, yeah. Ten Saudi students were being held on the uh, on the base on Saturday, while several others were unaccounted for, said an official who spoke on the condition of anonymity after being briefed by federal authorities. Uh, the Blaze reported only six nationals were being held as of Friday night. Officials have not said if the individuals are connected to Friday's uh, tragedy. Sources who spoke to CNN and the AP both said the officials are investigating whether the incident is terrorism-related. Ooh. I think he was mad because they were making fun of his mustache. 
that's what that's what some are saying now that this was all because of bullying. <sighs> they had said that he had a porn stash. You know, a little mustache that looked like you were in a porno. I um, I mean a Saudi should say I've never seen a porno. I don't even know what that means. So please stop saying that. Allah be praised. Blessed be upon Muhammad. All of that stuff. And then, of course, do what Muhammad said to do and cut the heads off of the infidel. Oh, that's what he did. Uh, except he used a gun and he didn't cut anybody's heads off. But he tried. When are we going to learn? Some of these guys were over. We're giving them pilot training. Um, hello. Uh, at least now, I guess we can say we're training them to land the plane as well. Can we stop training Saudi nationalists to fly planes? It's part of the package, though. When we sell them military equipment like planes, we, cra- we train them to use the planes. You know, I don't know about you, but, you know, once you have a guy shooting people up uh, on one of our bases, I think you lose that privilege. You just think, no, you know what? Uh-uh. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't know if you notice s- they've they've made this a priority to sell them lots and lots of equipment. It's something that we talk about often. all the time. Yeah, we're in a proxy war with them right now. We're in a proxy war, meaning we're helping Saudi Arabia fight their war in Yemen. So we're helping them and they're monsters. Let's be honest about it. They're they're there are monsters. Oh, well, that makes it so much better. You know, I've told you about, I'm reading this book called Poisoner in Chief, and it's really, really, really good. Uh, it's a little horrifying uh, about uh, our, our CIA and what we were doing with experimental drugs and testing on children as young as six. We didn't get permission. We just scooped them up from orphanages and we're like, uh, let's, see how much, let's see how much LSD their body can take. I mean, we did some really bad stuff. However, when you're reading it, uh, they are making the case on how bad we are because after World War II, we knew that they were working on biological weapons, both the Japanese and the Germans, and they had done extensive testing on people. I mean, the Japanese really made the Germans look like rookies. They really did. Um, in China, they just they just took this whole five mile area or ten mile area. And they just cordoned it off, and then they just started bringing people in, and they would do horrible, horrible experiments uh, on these people with biological weapons. Well, the book is trying to set up how bad we are, because we went over and we tried to get the information from those doctors, because we wanted to know what they had learned about biological weapons. Okay, well, that's bad. I agree with you. I agree with you. And giving kids LSD, that's bad. And it should have never happened. And it it embarrasses me. (laughs) However, um, why, why is that even equated to sticking people a post through their body, uh, while they're still alive and then, uh, hitting them with shrapnel from an anthrax bomb while they squirm on that post, for six and seven days to see how they see how they die and how long it takes them to die. That's a little different. It's a little different. But we're made out to be the bad guys. And yet Japan, nobody's talking about what Japan did because what Japan did, Japan hopefully won't be doing now. 
what they did in the past. Germans did that. And hopefully Germans aren't doing that now. I think they learned their lesson. Well, why are we the only ones that cannot ever let go of our past? Ever, ever let go of our past. The only time that you can be excused and let go of your past is when you've learned from it and you stop making the same mistake. Can we stop making the same mistake and, and adopting monsters around the world as our friends? I don't want to be in bed with monsters. I don't think anybody in the country wants to be in bed with monsters. But our State Department will tell our president we have to be. We, if we are not friends with the Saudis, then this and this and this will happen. Well, you know that? The same thing they said about Donald Trump not meeting with North Korea. Okay? Don't meet with him. I thought that was insane, too. I didn't like that we were meeting with him. But I knew what was happening, what Obama did and what Bush did, was not working. And you've got to do something. Do you know that right now uh, Kim Jong-il is, Un. Kim Jong-un is now uh, saber-rattling, taking all these pictures on him on a horse in the mountains, and they keep releasing it. And he says, a big Christmas surprise is coming for America, uh, and America should be warned, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do you know why that's happening? They always take pictures of him on horses before some big battle, okay? It's a traditional thing that it would be like, you know, if we still believed in God, if our president went to Valley Forge and kneeled down in the forest and said a prayer, it would be a sign to America, uh, we're going to go into battle, okay? That's what this is with a horse. And so he's imaging himself as a tough guy, ready to go into war. Well, why is he doing that? Because... Donald Trump has humiliated him inside of his own country by meeting with Donald Trump. You know, we all said, he's going to get something. He's going to get something. We're going to give him something. Nope. Donald Trump gave him a nice talking to. Hey, you're great. You should come to the table. Let's. And we all thought that was nuts. It seems to be working because what Donald Trump did not do was give them all of the things, the actual things that they've wanted that Obama gave them and Bush gave them. He said, no, I'll meet with you. I'll, I'll talk to you. But you're not getting those things until you do X, Y, and Z. So he just flipped the tables, and we all freaked out. But it looks now, this is, this is intelligent speculation. We don't know for sure why and what's coming. But it looks as though the pressure on him from his inner circle, from the communist leadership, is that he is so weak and pathetic that he did all this world stage with Donald Trump, and yet he didn't get Donald Trump to give him anything, and now they don't have the aid that they really need, and so he's in trouble. Well, that's pretty good. How about this? The State Department says that you can't get out of that deal with Iran— you can't get out of that deal with Iran. It'll cause the whole world to be set on fire. You can't get out of that deal on Iran. Well, the people in Iran are rising up against the regime because when we got out of that deal, Donald Trump made the sanctions even tougher. And guess what? They appear to be working, and the whole world is not on fire because of that. They told Donald Trump, don't make the embassy 
Jerusalem. You can't do that. No president has ever done that. You got to listen to us, the experts at the State Department. Why? Because the whole world will turn against us. Guess what didn't happen? I mean, I, I just, I just, I just don't understand. I just honestly don't understand how people's hatred can be so deeply uh, involved with Donald Trump that you can't at least admit the facts. Look, I'm a guy who was against him in the in the first uh, in the first uh, run up. There's lots of things Donald Trump does that I don't like. Look what I just said. I didn't like that he went to North Korea, but it may actually be working. I didn't I didn't like the the Iranian deal. But it concerned me what we were doing then and what we were doing now. It still concerns me, but it looks like it's working. I didn't believe Donald Trump would say that about Jerusalem. I didn't believe it for a second. He did against all the experts. You know what's happening here with Donald Trump? The reason why people don't like him is because he's changing all of the dynamics. All of the dynamics. You, you, we, it's easy for us to point and say, look what he's doing to the press. He's burning the press down to the ground. And uh, normally I would be against that. <laughs> I don't like the fact that we don't have anybody we can trust. But that's not Donald Trump's fault. That's the press's fault. And if the press isn't going to tell the truth, they should be burned down to the ground with their own matches. They're doing it, not him. He's just pointing it out. And he's strong enough to be able to keep standing and continuing to point this out. They don't like him, not just because of the press. They don't like him because everybody's power is going away. What, why, what is this impeachment really about? Civil Society 2.0. If you don't know what it is, look it up. If you don't know what it is, watch our, la- our latest special. Our special that came out about three weeks ago. You could find it at Blaze TV. You can find it on YouTube. Look for Hydra, the Democrats' Hydra, Civil Society 2.0. That's what this is about. And that is all about the State Department being told by Donald Trump, shut up. Shut up. If you are going to disrupt things, you are going to be hated. Everything is being disrupted. All the old things are not going to be, at least they may not all fall because the smart ones, like, I can't believe I'm saying this, like the intel and the government, they know just play ball. And social media is intertwining themselves with our government. That will protect those weasels in the government and those weasels in social media. But everything that doesn't adapt will burn to the ground. Because it's over. Because it doesn't work. It's been corrupt for far too long. Do we have a healthy do we have a healthy society? I think the answer to that is really clear. No. Does our government have do you have faith in our government? The answer to that is no. Um does the world have faith in our government? Uh, you could listen to either side. 
people will say, no, it's because of Barack Obama or no, because of Donald Trump. They don't have faith in the United States. Full faith and credit. Does the United States have good credit? Full faith and credit in the government of the United States is what is required for our money to not be worthless. How do you think that's going? Which direction is that going? You see that thing turning around anytime? You see us getting serious about our credit? Nope. Do you see us anytime getting, uh, getting, gaining credibility? You think, you think Joe Biden is going to be able to turn the corner on our credibility? Nope. Full faith and credit. May I suggest, I have full faith in the credit of gold because gold doesn't change. The value of your dollar changes. Gold doesn't go up or down in, in price. Your dollar does. So when your dollar is devalued, it appears as though gold is more expensive. No, it just takes more of those dollars to buy it because the dollar that you had yesterday isn't worth the dollar that you had uh, today. That's what's happening. Goldline, call them now, please. It makes a great Christmas gift. Just get a gold coin for your kids. Get a small gold coin. Get silver for your kids. I know that I don't give flashy presents. I really don't. Well, I do sometimes, but I don't. With my kids, I try to give them sensible things, things that you'll thank me in the end. My daughter reminded me that when I gave her a pair of diamond earrings a few years ago when she first turned, I think, 21. I did say to her, they'll look lovely on you, but you keep them always because someday you may have to eat them and pick through your own poop to get them so you can get across a border. That's how special gifts are it's called parenting. from me. Mm-hmm. Parenting. Mm-hmm. Parenting 101. Mm-hmm. Goldline, call them now. Goldline at 1-866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. By the way, diamonds seem to be losing their value. We break for 10 seconds, station ID. Hi, Stu. Hi. How are you? Um, good. I'm, you pointed out one little thing that's one of my fascinations. Yeah. In that uh, monologue where you talked about how, uh, you know, they they went over with, I guess, uh, Ch- it was China and Japan and how they, uh, and we looked at, like, we went over and looked at their medical results mm-hmm. because we wanted to find out what they learned mm-hmm. and try to figure that out. I find that to be a really fascinating thing about history in that, like, a lot of things in normal medical practice are named after Nazi doctors. So most people don't know this. There was actually a a group that tried to get this taken out of all hospitals. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hospitals have a, I don't even remember what it's called, but it's a big book on basic things like hypothermia, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. All of that (laughs) came from World War II experiments in Germany and Japan. All of it. Mm -hmm. We only know hypothermia and, and air pressure and all of that because of what the germans were doing so if you are if you come in with hypothermia or frostbite they're using and diagnosing using the information that we got from experimentation not us but german experimentation on jews Mm -hmm. 
So what do you do with that? Do you not use that information? Do you make their death all in vain? Or do you take that and try to use it for good? Yeah, I mean, because there's a lot of terms, even with Nazi doctors' names, still on them. And, they, and they're that. slowly, like, removing them from these diseases and ailments because the people that discovered them were, were Nazis. Um, and it's, it's interesting because it's a great uh, crystallization of, of progressivism versus individualism, right? We absolutely could advance medical treatment really fast if, if we just discarded human life mm-hmm. and just said, screw those individuals. Let's just do experiments. We're going to find Correct. all sorts of really good things. It would almost undoubtedly be better for the whole, right? Oh, it would be. It would be better for the the collective. If we took all the homeless people and did experiments yep. on them and legitimate experiments on them, it would be better for the collective. Right. Should we do that? No. By the way. The, no, the answer is, yes. we should be clear. Yeah. No. So, I'm sorry, media matters, I forget. Yeah. The answer to that is no. <laughs> um, so, he, what's interesting is, in this book about Poisoner-in-Chief, when he goes to school, what's the first thing he does? Becomes a member of the Socialist Party. Mm. And he has this collective mindset. He's a hippie in the end. He's a total hippie. But he has this socialist mindset, which allows him to care about the individual, but take care of the individual by destroying the collective. Mm. All right, I want to talk to you about X-Chair. X-Chair makes a great, great... Would you please write down, Melissa? Order an X chair for Christmas. I haven't done it yet. And if I get to Christmas after all of this ribbing with my wife and there's not an X chair there, I'm a dead man. Mm. Uh, my wife wants an X chair. I've got to get one for her. it's uh, it's uh, it's a great chair. I have one in my office. And uh, I'll tell you, the reason why Tanya wants one is because she sat in mine in my office. She knows how comfortable it is. It's a great chair. Dynamic variable lumbar support has 10 different settings. The X chair is what you need uh, for you or those around you for a comfortable work day. Next generation of office chairs, it's an X chair. Don't settle for less than the best. Get an X chair today. Now, you can find them uh, locally or you can just order them online. And it's a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if everything I say, you're like, that's not true. I'm, I'm, well, I've got neck pain and I'm a giraffe and I sat in it and it didn't work. Send the chair back. X chair, $100 off right now. Use the promo code Beck, xchairbeck.com. Go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off. Lots of updates on everything going on with the impeachment and everything else tonight on TV. You know, I've got a lot of stories I want to talk about. And so may I just go back and forth from story to story? Some of them are good. Some of them are great and fun. Uh, Others are just like, oh, geez, really, do I have to deal with that? So I'm going to kind of race through some of those. But I want to give you all the news that uh, I thought was fit to talk about today. Uh, First, the Blaze is reporting that Dame Emma Thompson. Mm, Dame Emma Thompson. Can you imagine... If we had titles like sir and dame and the president could knight you, can you imagine how frustrating that would be? All of the people who are liberal would all be, we'd have to call them sir. 
<laughs> Sir uh, Al Gore. I'm sorry, Sir Al Gore. And he is, isn't he? He actually was knighted, wasn't he? Wasn't I Gore? don't think you can be knighted. As an it, American citizen, I don't think you can. You can't be honorary and honorarily Maybe. Knight, You're not supposed to take any knighthoods or titles uh, from foreign mm, lands. Makes sense. Uh, and maybe you can get it as an honorary kind of thing, but you're not to accept a a title from another land because we don't have them. I mean, that's a really important thing. We didn't want class structure like that. This is the, also the uh, the beginnings uh, and the formation of the Baron Trump joke from the uh, impeachment hearings last week. You can name your kid Baron, but you can't make him a Baron. <laughs> oh, you didn't finish Get it. Get it? Oh, yeah, now you're supposed no, to. Yeah. Oh, now? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. All right. So actress climate activist Dame Emma Thompson, 60, issued a dire prediction on what life will be like uh, due to climate change. And we here at the BBC would like to report that uh, the award-winning actress uh, said that climate change will affect the globe uh, so much we need to be prepared. Uh, We, quote, better warm up and stockpile food. And uh, remember that there is a surprising amount of protein in the average household pet. End quote. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, yes, uh, she was saying that we may have to resort to eating our uh, beloved Yorkies. She actually went up. Uh, can we please just add this to the list of all the crazy things? You know what? If we're going to be dead in 10 years, I don't think I'm going to eat my pet. But, <laughs> I mean, I might go to the zoo and, you know, hey, you want to have giraffe tonight? I mean, I've never had giraffe. Do you think it sounds, it tastes good? Let's try it. Ask the people of Venezuela who are basically yeah. caught for yeah, other well, reasons. Well, I can't get a that. hold of them mm-hmm. because uh, some reason or another, I don't know what it is, communication's lost with Venezuela. Hmm. I mean, what would you do if you only had 10 years left, 12 years left? No, no, we're at nine now, I think, aren't we? Uh, years left until the... Until we are all dead, eating our pets. Because of the climate. Climate, yeah. Mm. If you only had 10 years, I mean, I would... I, I don't think... I would say I would try to be a better person, you know, and I think I would if I believed it. But just like they say that this is happening, and so that would make you not want to buy a $11 million house on an island... They don't really believe it either. Oddly specific number and location you're talking about there. (laughs) Yeah. $11 million on an island. Well, let's just say the island would be like Nantucket. Uh, Or Martha's Vineyard. Or Martha's Vineyard. That'd be even a better one. Mm -hmm, It's right nearby. Yeah, yeah. That would even Mm -hmm. be a better one. So I don't have anybody in mind, but it just shows that they don't believe it. They clearly don't believe it. They just don't believe it. You see them building. I mean, we, we, we made this point back in like 2000. Gosh, sick. When was an inconvenient book come out? Who came out? Uh, one of the first things in an inconvenient Six, book is a picture of the Miami skyline. This is a, where the vote goes overwhelmingly to Democrats. Yet they keep building buildings in this area where they all say is going to be underwater within moments. Yet they keep building all of these buildings. Now they are building them tall. Maybe they're just thinking there's going to be above the water. I sure. Don't know. Sure. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's their line. But it just seems like they don't actually believe these things. They keep buying the houses right on the water. They keep doing all of these things that would put themselves in their own financial future uh, at risk. But they keep doing it over and over and over again. It's almost as if they don't believe it, or they're utilizing global warming for another reason. It's almost like you can name your son Baron, but uh, uh, you oh, can yeah. still... No, I, no. no, not yet. Not okay, yet. I'm sorry. 
you can name your son Baron, but <laughs> you can still get an apartment <laughs> in a high rise on the edge of Miami. <laughs> That's great. That one didn't work as well. Oh, really? Uh, okay, next story. Uh, Joe Biden claims ignorance on his son's conflict of interest with Burisma. Mm. He says he nobody warned me about potential conflict of interest. Nobody warned me about that. Well, that's weird because we have State Department memos that where they're all freaking out about it. And your son has said you asked him about it. Uh, that is one. Oh, well, you can't trust his son. <laughs> well, you can't. You're right. <laughs> you can't. Uh, but that's like, you know, the, the, this is one of the things he did. It's like when you have, if you're someone, you're Harvey Weinstein's secretary. Uh-huh. And someone says, hey, by the way, I've been hearing rumors about Harvey Weinstein with Wish. Don't, don't finish that sentence. Don't want to know about it. Don't want that information. Mm-hmm. That's Joe Biden with Burisma and his mm-hmm. son. Like, he did everything he could to not be on record talking about it. In fact, said he never talked to his son about it. It was only his son who said they did talk about it. Well, here's the deal. He said, look, uh, there is nothing asserting that uh, said that anything he did was illegal. Nothing. Um, the reporter says, well, I'm not saying illegal. Uh, I'm asking you, was it wrong? Look, uh, here's what I'm not going to do. I- I'm not going to... Uh, and I, I know you're not intending to do this. Play the game of take your eye off the culprit. That's what? a great game. What, what Kids you, love playing love take that. your eye off the culprit. Yeah. It's one of the hottest Mattel games that's well, out this holiday your season. Eye, take your eye off the cult- culprit is good, <laughs> but also Malarkey, the new game show. Malarkey is really, really it's good. Really fun. Yeah. With Much the kids, better. You had to be uh, born in the 90s to really play it. The 1890s. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, by the way, by the way, he also while he said he's like, he didn't do anything wrong. I don't know anything about it. I'm not aware of any of the conflict of interest stuff. And he did nothing wrong here. He did also say this weekend that he's going to make sure that his son doesn't have any business dealings outside of the country if he's president. <laughs> Wait, well, well, why? why? If, if nothing was why? wrong, why would you bother with that? Number one, right? Number two. How exactly would you pr- pr- uh, prohibit him from doing that? What do you mean? Because um, Hunter Biden, can he's an individual. Yeah. He can go take money from any foreign government that he wants to go take. Up. And by the way, we've made the point several times that it does not appear that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden did do anything illegal. That's the problem. Well, no, wait, 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 wait. We got to be really careful on this. Be very, very. Mm-hmm. You're right. Nothing illegal. Mm-hmm. However unethical according to the standards. Yes, it's against the government ethics standard. Right. So as a government employee, Joe Biden should know this, especially as vice president. You can't do anything that gives the appearance Mm -hmm. of problematic uh, relationships. Okay? That's clearly what he's done. So at, at worst, Joe Biden should say, I did violate... The I'm sorry, at best, he should say, I did violate the ethical standards of my office. You know, I didn't mean to or whatever he wants to say, but it's a clear ethics violation that anybody else would have been nailed for long ago. And it's clear that it's an ethical violation. Oh, yeah. That's part of the job. All right. uh, Let me give you one more thing. You have a Fitbit? Uh, I do not. It's a trap! Uh, do I look like I have a Fitbit? Well, <laughs> I think my wife wanted to give me a Fitbit. And I, she said, you know, you could just track your steps. And I said, well, 
Sure, I can tell you how many steps I'm taking right now. As few as I possibly can. <laughs> That's, uh, the, the Fitbit, I think, is a problem in the future because it's going to be tied in. They're already doing this. Some insurance companies are saying, hey, give us access to your Fitbit and you'll get cheaper, uh, uh, cheaper life insurance and health insurance. And so people see that as a benefit, and that you know that's fine. Um, however, it's going to be wear this or you won't get it. Wear this or you'll play you'll pay an extraordinarily high price because what are you hiding? Well, I have nothing to hide, so why wouldn't I wear the Fitbit? Well, it's, we're seeing this with the car insurance now, yeah. right? Yeah. Like if we put put your app on, and we'll see how fast you drive, and we'll give you a discount. Well, that all right, okay. Well, I want the discount. I'll put it on. But when it becomes so... When it becomes mandatory. Right, when it's the other way, when it becomes an opt-out uh, instead of an opt-in. Yes. Right? Then all right. of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. So now you're getting charged double the amount for not using it. Yeah. Which is, uh, is it's going to be a lot more difficult. This is the Cass Sunstein thing in effect. Just nudge. We're just nudging, nudging you. you. Just nudging you. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Until it becomes mandatory. And then they can monitor everything. You know, the new Apple iPhone. We'll talk about this maybe next hour. New Apple iPhone. Because they are prepared for 5G, the new Apple iPhone uh, has spatial uh, recognition. And so it's, pattern, it's making a pattern of everything around you as well. It's just not, you don't have to worry about just the microphone or the camera. It's gathering spatial information and able to see who is around you and send that information up. If you have a device, I have a device... My new uh, device that's coming out next will be able to see your device, record that information, see how far away we were from each other, what room, what the room was like. All of this stuff is mm. is happening now, uh, and it'll be there in your phone. And the great news is, is that Apple will keep that information, and they'll never do anything with it. What could go wrong, though? Yeah. Anyway, um, here's a here's a, a story. Um, the NFL Network correspondent Jane Slater. Uh, discovered that her boyfriend was being unfaithful. Um, all she did was give him a Fitbit. And she gave him a Fitbit, and then she was like, hey, you know what, we should, we should work together on this. And so they coordinated their, their Fitbits so they would send each other information. Yeah, you can like, motivate each other workouts, make sure, you, hey, yeah. you know, you, you really pushed it hard at the gym today. Good yeah, job. Good job, good mm-hmm. job. Um, she apparently found out that uh, Orange Theory wasn't having classes at 4 a.m., uh, and uh, he would say, well, I was at Orange Theory. No, they don't have classes at 4 a.m. Yeah, well, I guess was seemingly what was happening is mm-hmm. um, his, his heart rate. Yeah, it was all physical activity spiking uh-huh. at 4 a.m. Mm, when he was unaccounted for. Yeah, her little and she gets a little buzz on her arm and she's like, uh, what's he doing right now? <laughs> he's, he's working out. <laughs> he's got his heart <laughs> elevated. Mm. Yeah. Oops. If your wife gives you a Fitbit, <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. Limited time offer right now. The time for the holidays. Omaha Steaks has a great deal on their favorite gift package. It's sixty nine ninety nine. But here's what you get: you get the most tender, flavorful uh, steaks you've ever. I mean, you will cut this fillet with the side of your fork. It's crazy. You order now, you're going to get four six-ounce 
bacon-wrapped fillets, the most tender steak in the world, four savory premium pork chops, four Omaha steak burgers, four perfectly browned potatoes au gratin, four made-from-scratch caramel op apple tartlets, and Omaha steak signature seasoning package. Oh, plus you get a six-piece cutlery set and a cutting board. That's what you get for sixty nine ninety nine. That is a great gift. You may not want to put this one under the tree because, you know, they're steaks. But it's a great gift. Order now. You can get the favorite uh, gift package. All you have to do is go to um, uh, omahasteaks.com. Sorry, omahasteaks.com. And you type in the name uh, Beck in the search bar, and that will get you right to this favorite gift package and to this deal. But you have to type in Beck in the search bar. It's omahasteaks.com. Omahasteaks.com. Order now, and they'll be there for the holidays. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, I, uh, Sarah, do we have any sad music? I have some sad, uh, oh, look at this. Look at this, right at her fingertips. Sarah Sullivan uh, orchestrates and arranges all of our music for us. Uh, some sad news. Among the uh, mainstream media's focus on the impeachment of President Donald Trump, we have this unrelated story. CNN has plummeted to a multi-year record low ratings slump. Uh, CNL, CNN fell to a five-year record low in the 2554 uh, demographic, a three-year low in overall primetime viewers just last week. This according to Nielsen. They're not sure if we've made it in time. We're not sure if there's anything we can do. Don't say it. CNN. We're about to lose them. <laughs> Apparently, uh, they ranked 18th overall in primetime viewers. When I was at Fox, we were number one. They were 18 overall primetime viewers. Networks like AMC, Freeform, HGTV, Food Network, the Hallmark Channel destroyed CNN in ratings. Meanwhile, Fox News averaged more than 2 million primetime viewers. Uh, by the way, the average on CNN was 620,000. Mm. Uh, 2 million primetime viewers. Uh, MSNBC averaged 1.3 million primetime viewers, slotting them as third and fourth in overall primetime networks behind ESPN and Hallmark. Uh, Fox News <laughs> led all networks in daytime viewers. And uh, CNN did not. I love how Hallmark's just, just, they're just churning out these Christmas movies, and they're actually like, it works. I love freaking watching that channel. Around. Can I tell you something? It's my, so ridiculous. my wife, I don't know how many times, has said, just turn this off, turn the Hallmark channel on. Yeah, it, it, it lets you escape. Right? Yeah. And you see that now Netflix is making a bunch of these on their own, too. They have like a whole slew of the cheesy Christmas movies they're making now. Now they have all the money. Like, you know, this started. Who's as, doing this? Like Netflix and Netflix. Yeah. 
because, you know, it started as like U.S. or uh, Hallmark and Lifetime. They needed kind of cheap programming. They didn't get high level, you know, scripts and actors and filming. And they just kind of like, you know, you put together something that's a made for TV movie. Now, Netflix is like, we have all the money in the world and we're still making them this exact way. They're still the exact There's same thing. There's something to be said for that, though. Yeah. There's something. I think people watch them just because it's a it's an escape. Mm-hmm. It's funny to be cheesy and sometimes they're they're good and it all always turns out okay right it always turns out all right by the way uh, they did a poll on americans who, do you support impeachment people who watched msnbc and cnn 72 percent said yes wow. for fox news 30 percent that's a huge well, divide it's the on exact a- opposite what's that 70 to 30 it's yeah. the exact opposite mm-hmm. isn't that interesting Amazing. and and trump is pissed at fox too <laughs> <laughs> he's always I, like yeah, he, you know, he's, he's, he's got somebody yes. to be pissed at most yeah. of the time. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Got to get the circus music up so we talk about the election. But it could have been worse, don't you think? How? Well, she could have handled it horribly, don't you think? Yeah, she actually, I mean, it's a pretty harsh uh, line of questioning. <laughs> it's funny, but it was a little, it was, it was on the it was harsh, awkward. it was a harsh, harsh presentation. I'd like to ask her, her, I'd like to have her on there, ask her her policies and do a serious interview, but just have this behind it the whole time. Yeah. You know, I think that might be, might be awkward, well, but not a, if she didn't know it. Well, or not if she didn't have headphones in. Yeah. That's she right. Would, she wouldn't even know it was occurring. <sighs> okay. Um, back in just a minute. Final out of the program. Great one coming up. for just a second this is really important the 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 the, um intelligence committee majority council daniel goldman right now is making a statement and i just can we please bring this up please u.s officials met with president okay that's enough is that not incredible there's like this has been we've had to just dip in from time to time and get you know all of the important that oh here's another one quick after that meeting ambassador thank you that's just amazing Glad we caught that, that moment. Yeah. If we would have missed that. So don't mm. worry. If you have been thinking, I've got to hear the impeachment. Wait, hang on. One we just Of investigations. Wow. Wow. Mm. Wow. It's really hard hitting today. And you won't miss a minute of all the important stuff. And here's the thing. Yeah. They want to be able to spend time on the report today that uh, the Obama administration was working to manipulate uh, figures from 2009 to 2011 to show the success of their military efforts and were lying about it. They want to cover that. They want to get into that today if they can. Yeah, but they can't. But they can't because they can't. of all this. Of course, we could get into it. Could, should we get into it? Hmm. In one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, the holidays are upon us, and it's a bad time of the year for break-ins. People are traveling. I mean, it's a good year. If you're, it depends on what size, uh, side you're on. If you're on the homeowner side, bad time of year. If you're on the burglar side, huh, it's a great time of year. It's the best time. It's the most wonderful time in the year 
for burglaries. Uh, it's just delightful unless you have Simply Safe. If you have Simply Safe, then it's not so wonderful a time of year for burglars. Simply Safe offers comprehensive professional home security at an affordable rate that's going to put a smile on your face. And right now is the best time of the year to get Simply Safe home security system for the holidays because they are giving you a huge discount on your system, and a free security camera. Now, that means every door, window, uh, every room, 24-7, professional home monitoring. If there's a break-in, it also means that Simply Safe will give real-time video confirmation so the police will respond three and a half times faster. There's no contract, no hidden fees, no fine print, fair and honest prices, and the monthly coverage starts at $15 a month, and you don't even have to have it if you don't want it. No contracts. SimplySafeBeck.com. Take advantage now of SimplySafe's amazing holiday savings and get a free HD security camera. The offer is for a limited time only. It's ending soon, so hurry. SimplySafeBeck.com. Save big and get a free security camera at SimplySafeBeck.com. So, Stu, you were talking about something. Hang on just a sec. More breaking news from the impeachment. Can we? Efforts to use the powers of his office. Holy cow, wow. is he guilty? Mm-hmm. I mean, is he guilty or what? I think he's double guilty. When you, I mean, I wasn't for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought the impeachment, this thing is a scam. And then I just heard that. And I'm like, holy cow. That was pretty powerful. That's damning evidence. Powerful. Right? I mean, it, you know, and unfortunately, it does mm-hmm. overshadow for a lot of the mainstream media. Something they really want to cover? Yeah, from the scandal-free White House of the Obama administration. <sighs> See, they didn't do anything wrong the entire time. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where are you getting this conspiracy theory? Um, from the Washington Post, Pardon which me? is a hardcore mm-hmm. right-wing organization Yeah, well, um, dedicated we to it? take down President Obama's yeah. regime. Don't we all know it, brother? Uh, in, in Yes. Uh, and so I, if you look at this report, and they'd like to talk about it, they want to. I mean, they want to every every news organization would love to be talking about this today instead of how bad Donald Trump is. But instead, they have to talk about Trump because of of do we have some audio from from the impeachment shared commitment to quote because of that because of that. It's pretty not the last one, but this one, this one (sighs) corruption at all. And that one, too. Mm. Holy cow. Riveting. All right. Uh, So the Obama administration uh, had a little bit of an issue during Mm -hmm. the war. Mm hmm. Uh, National Security Council official now saying that there was constant pressure from the Obama White House and then the Pentagon to produce figures to show the troop surge from 2009 to 2011 was working despite hard evidence to the contrary. Hmm. It was impossible to create good metrics, they say. We tried using troop numbers, train, violence levels, control of territory, and none of it painted an accurate picture. (laughs) The metrics were always manipulated for the duration of the war. Even when casualty counts and other figures looked bad, the senior NSC official said the White House and Pentagon would spin them to the point of absurdity. (laughs) Suicide bombings in Kabul were portrayed as a sign of the Taliban's desperation. Mm. The insurgents were too weak to engage in direct combat. Ah, combat. Meanwhile, a rise in U.S. troop deaths was cited as proof that American forces were taking the fight to the enemy. So the same group of people, uh, you know, on the left that uh, were in production probably for uh, the Post, mm. you know, the movie of the, about the Washington Post and how those journalists just were involved in propaganda, you know, there at the beginning of uh, the uh, uh, the Vietnam War because mm-hmm. they were so enamored with Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So they they as they're in production with that, they there was nobody that thought, wow, we're so enamored with Barack Obama, we don't care if we're actually carrying his water and uh lying to the American people about the surge numbers. Hmm. It's a little weird, right? It's weird. You'd think they'd learn their lesson. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, but that was the only the only scandal. That's the only scandal. You know, yeah. certainly the IRS scandal was not a big deal. None of yeah. that. Yeah. Well, also, we, can we? Can you shut up? Shut the pie hole. Okay. We've got mm-hmm. breaking news. The White mm-hmm. House meeting to occur. President Trump told the delegation that they must talk to Rudy to mm. get the visit scheduled. Oh my gosh! Now there is new information. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Mm. Yeah. Talk to Rudy. They really like Rudy Giuliani. He's the most popular guy in the world right now. There's a he huge really- article in the New York Times today. Mm. The indispensable man. Mm. How Giuliani led Trump to the brink of impeachment. Mm. It goes back through his entire history. Like, how did he get here uh, mm. to be the focus? He was mentioned more than any person in the impeachment trial other than Trump himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, they really, I mean, he has become public enemy number one. What's amazing is he's gone from America's mayor. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved Rudy Giuliani. Everybody loved Giuliani. Uh, to now... There's no way. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, they, he, they, if, if he wouldn't have gone to work for Donald Trump, they would have built the next airport or something and named it after him after he was dead. There's no airport in his future now. None. None. And why? Because how does the New York Times explain this? Because here's what Rudy Giuliani, the reason why he's involved. He was hired by the president of the United States to be his personal attorney, his lawyer, to find out what the deal is with this Russia thing and to find, you know, who was causing this, what his defense could be, mm-hmm. what the prosecution was going to say. Well, that led him to one to stop at one place, and that was Ukraine, because he tracked down where that stuff started. He was tracking down the steel dossier, remember? So he's going and doing work for the ste- to look into the Steele dossier. How did the Steele dossier happen? Who gave that information? What, what happened with Paul Manafort? And that all led to Ukraine. Now, how did the New York Times say that uh, it was handled? The basic storyline here. Uh, the 9-11 thing happens. As you point out, he's America's mayor. He runs for president in the United States 2008 goes very badly, spends mm-hmm. a lot of money, gets zero delegates, mm-hmm. drops out of the race, and now is n- no longer in the, in the spotlight. He's, he's, he's gone. So he's desperate. So now he's desperate. He mm-hmm. needs money and attention. So he uh, goes on, he starts you know, going on, you know, he does, of course, the media stuff, but he has to pull back from that because he's making so much money with these, you know, sort of security endorsements and other legal things he's doing uh, all around the world. Sure. Um, so he, this is how he's funny. I his, thought he was out of the spotlight, so he was desperate. Yeah, he's desperate because he he wants uh, attention oh, he and money. So he can't. But what he was, ma- he had he to can't, get. But he can't get the attention anymore because okay. part of the reason he's getting all this money Part of the requirements of that is him not going on television all the time. Okay. So that's kind of the way they presented it. Okay. Again, this is the New York Times. Thing, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So the Times says that basically he's making tons and tons and tons of money and getting a more and more and more expensive uh, lifestyle. There's a detail here that's <laughs> relatively interesting. His personal life has descended into the sort of well-appointed shambles that material wealth can disguise, though not necessarily make any less fraught. A third marriage has fallen into divorce court ruins, revealing monthly expenses of $230,000 for six homes, and this is the part that gets me, I, and 11 country club memberships. 
Now, look, a country club is a nice thing. And everybody likes a country club, I'm sure. But is there a... White privilege speaking. 11 country club memberships? I mean, do you even get to visit them all in a year? <laughs> I Like, I got to say, Rudy, if that's accurate... I, I mean, you, you go for nine. Yeah, seven you know, to so nine, the, like the an average person yeah, is fine. You go for nine, you could play a hole in the front nine, different <laughs> hole, different club, you know? Maybe or you go goal. for the 18, you know? Get but to 18. What do you have? You have eight. Why? What's that, the point? That's how real people people play golf. 18 <laughs> country club memberships, one hole per country club. That's right. That's awesome. We take the jet <laughs> and we play the first the first hole in uh, Saratoga. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the story basically makes the case that he really wanted Secretary of State in 2016, was sure he was getting it because of the fact he was, uh, you know, all the stuff he did for Trump during the campaign. One detail I had actually never read, and I've read multiple books about this election, um, is... And we've talked about this part of it before. When the Access Hollywood tape comes out in 2016, you know, we're in early October of 2016. Mm -hmm. The tape comes out. Everybody, all of the people on his staff, including, you know, Spicer and, uh, and, you know. uh, All of them uh, say you're done. Chris Christie and and all Reince Priebus, they're all scheduled to go on these Sunday shows to talk about other stuff. All of them cancel. The only person who doesn't cancel is Rudy Giuliani. And Giuliani goes on all the networks. I remember that. And he was the only one out there defending him. So he does this, and he comes back on the plane. I had never heard this detail before. Comes back on the plane. He's walking up uh, towards Trump. They're about to go to some campaign rally. Or or no, it was to the debate, I think it was. And he's up there, and they portray him walking through like, I'm the man. I'm the only guy who would stand up for you. Goes down, sits down, (laughs) sits down next to Trump, and Trump says... Wow, you were terrible on those shows. Low oh energy. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Low energy, Rudy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've never. Hi. Yeah. Man, this is the actual quote from the article. Man, Rudy, you sucked. You were weak. Low energy. What was now, this? His is America's response? mayor laying his entire career out. career on the line to defend him in his worst moment. And then it just says, Giuliani just slumped his seat. One witness said the plane grew silent. I think I would so, have said, Don, baby, on. I'm the only one. It's me, me. Okay, maybe I was a little, but it's me. I'm the only one. Yeah. And so he was supposed to get, he believed he was going to get Secretary of State. The problem was he had so many uh, yeah, he dealings. has foreign dealings. Lots he has of foreign, foreign clients. Dealings. Lots of de- uh, massive uh, deals with foreign governments, right? Um, who who and uh, and and important people in, in foreign countries that don't always look so uh, clean. And a lot of times it was about security. And he was a security consultant. Right. And that was one of the big ways he was making his money. Um, so he was making $6 million a year from one of his law firms that actually made him, once he started working with Trump, he had to leave. He lost all that money. So he lost a lot of money to go with Trump. His wife's, his ex-wife's, one of his ex-wife's cases <laughs> is that he really just needs the attention to survive. Now, again, this is an incredibly negative article about Giuliani. They, they're not giving but his wait, side of this. What You've got his side of this. In yeah, and, I, and I, hope, yeah. I hope in the next few weeks I'm going to be doing another sit-down with, with Rudy Giuliani. Mm. Uh, and because I want to, I, I want him to lay it out. Do they lay out why he was involved, or are they just smearing him? They do go into it. I mean, they do they, they say that they, he was the personal attorney mm-hmm. that was hired to defend Donald Trump and to find out where all of this stuff started. 
Because that's the only reason why he was in Ukraine, is he was trying to find mm-hmm. out where did the steel dossier, who was giving all of this stuff, where was that coming from? Yeah, they do kind of go into that a little bit. Um, and <laughs> a they, little bit. They outline sort of what you're talking about with the personal lawyer. And it says, you know, he uh, he's in the middle of this fight. They're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, during uh, They went into trying to promote the other side of this, especially during the Mueller situation. Um, and he, Giuliani said basically, look, this is a public relations war. It's not a legal war. This is an impeachment. Right. So it's different. It's different mm-hmm. than a l- normal legal hearing. Uh, it says during this barrage, public opinion shifted slightly against impeachment based on Mueller f- findings. And the uh, co- and Congress showed little appetite for pursuing it. Mr. Giuliani took uh, victory laps with scant attention. At first, he shifted to the theater of combat away from television screens and into murky Ukraine politics. Without Giuliani's push for money and, uh, and Frank yearning for relevance, the Trump Ukrainian initiative might never have amounted to much more than presidential tweet storms. Mr. Giuliani compressed the digital gases of the president's suspicions and wishful theories into what is now the molten core of impeachment. Nothing shows how few limits Giuliani observed as plainly as his extended bear hugs of Lev Parnas and Igor Furman, his friends, clients, and fellow emissaries for the president of the United States, the men who brought his 9-11 dinner. Um, This is something they talked about earlier. um, uh, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you. Um, When I talked to Giuliani about those two guys mm-hmm. his bear hugs for them yeah. as clients mm-hmm. giuliani said look when you are an attorney and you represent people uh you don't always represent the best people <laughs> uh you're That's, not always yeah. yeah you're not always representing the best people and when you're looking for dirt on organized crime which is what ukraine what was happening in ukraine it's the good people who are staying out of it that have no information. You got to get the people who are playing at that game. That it would be like smearing Rudy Giuliani if he had any ties to sources, putting you know the uh, the crime families away. If he had any sources that were also members or former members of the mob, of course. The prosecution had those people as sources. Those were the people that had that were the witnesses. Those are the people who knew how the mob worked. Of course, we look into those people. Of course, we stay close to those people. Of course, the prosecutors and the and the police officers treat them with real respect when they're around them. It doesn't mean that they're they love them. It means that's who you're going to get information from. That's how you're going to put it all together. If you want to put the crime family away, you're going to have to talk to people that know about crime uh, families. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. That's the guy who ate that $100,000 banana this weekend, but we'll tell you about You'd that. You'd never eat a banana. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Unless we had Foster Did he eat some of the tape? Hmm? Is there any of the tape there? Yeah, he did eat the duct tape. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was definitely Jeffy then. Look, uh, rent payments are really, really high right now. You're probably paying, uh, you know, for the, your landlord's kid to go to college if you're paying for uh, rent. You're paying the mortgage. You're paying the mortgage. Why not pay your mortgage instead? You might think that's not doable, but American financing they think they can save you on down payments, some real cash on down payments. They also think 
that your payment, you could save a lot of money by getting a loan for a mortgage right now because mortgage rates are so incredibly low. I want you just to call for information and just explain your situation. If you're thinking about buying a house, explain your situation. Even if you're in the middle of getting another loan from another bank, remember, you're not dishonoring it by saying, you know what, I found a better deal. This is a business transaction. Call American Financing. It'll take you 10 minutes. They'll tell you if they can find a better deal for you or not. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Call them, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, you know who uh, uh, Chuck Todd did not laugh at on Meet the Press? Jerry Nadler didn't laugh at Jerry Nadler when he said uh, this in the face of an abundance of uncontested evidence that the president poses a threat to our election, that he put his own interest above the interests of the country. Are they going to be patriots? Are they going to be partisans? Speaking of the Senate, if he's acquitted, do you think we'll have a fair election in 2020? Asked Chuck Todd. Nadler responds, I don't know. The president, based on his past performance, will do everything he can to make it not a fair election. Excuse me? So, so let me just see if I have this right. And when you use uncontested facts, you're right. They are uncontested because you wouldn't let anybody who could actually contest those facts as part of the testimony and let, and let them be heard. Um, so if... The House decides that they want to impeach. That's not a trial, by the way. That, the trial hasn't happened. This is the grand jury. If the trial happens and the Supreme Court justice, who is not really a friend of anybody who is really conservative, if he's sitting at the head and holding an impeachment trial, you're telling me that the president will have rigged that? That unless they find him guilty, it will have been rigged? So we shouldn't believe that. That's just a criminal getting away with it. Okay, all right. And because of his history, which, where is the history? Where is the history? You haven't proven it in Ukraine, and it was disproven in, in uh, Russia. Because of his history, he's going to rig this next election? Jerry, let me ask you, who's doing damage to the American Republic? Remember how mad they were? They said Donald Trump might not accept the election results when he loses to Hillary Clinton. Remember that? It was like it was a media firestorm for we weeks and weeks. We can't do that. Weeks. It'll destroy the you're, American Republic. You're putting questions on our democracy. Our democracy. Oh, they're God. doing it. They're questioning. They're questioning the Senate, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. They're questioning the election, mm-hmm. the presidency. Uh, every institution we have. Every institution we have, they're putting into question if they don't get their way. Shame on you. Shame on you. This is the Glenbeck Program. All right, let me tell you about a luxury chair. Luxury. When you think of luxurious, think of the X chair. 
the X-Chair with his patented dynamic variable lumbar support and 10 different settings. The X-Chair, the most comfortable chair that you'll sit in. The X-Chair with its mesh or with its rich Corinthian leather. Oh, it's luxury. It's the next generation in office chairs, and thanks to their 30-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked, you don't have any risk. Most companies can't make that kind of offer because they're not the luxurious X-Chair. So don't settle for less than the very best. It's X-Chair, one for everybody's price range. It's X, well, not everybody. After everybody in the house is discredited and they're out kicking rocks underneath a bridge going, how did I get here? They probably won't have the money for an X-Chair, but you can. XChairBeck.com. Go there now. XChairBeck.com or call them at 844-4X-Chair. Use the promo code Beck. XChairBeck.com. Tonight, all the updates on the day and these horrible, ridiculous hearings. BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your membership. Will Witt from uh, Prager University was uh, out on uh, college campuses asking people to uh, to rate people from worst to best. I want you to listen. Who's this? Yeah, I don't know who this is. That's Joseph Stalin. He's a communist leader, killed okay. millions of people. Okay. Got it. Best over there. Worst. Where's Obama, black president? Okay, so Obama's the best. Then they replace That's Obama Hitler. with Jesus. Who's Hitler? Hitler? This Hitler? Uh-huh. Who's this? That's Stalin. You know who Stalin is? Mm-mm. Okay, fair enough. You, would you like to explain any of your choices? Um, Barack Obama. I mean, that's black president, you know, black power. What was your black favorite power. thing about Obama? Being black. <laughs> and being president. Like, that's that's a big, like, accomplishment. Think Trump is worse than Hitler? Yes. Yeah, could be. definitely. Yeah. Why do you say that? He's childish. Yeah. That's all I stop. He's trying to stop, you know, like food stamps. People need those. Do you think that ending food stamps is as bad as killing like six million Jews? Mm. He did that? He did that? He did that? That's incredible. Okay, so let, let's just go back to what, what we learned here. Uh, first of all, immediately... Barack Obama, without even looking at anybody else, Barack Obama is put down as the best person, only replaced by Jesus. Okay. Why does he make it to number four or, you know, the second best? Because he's black. That was it. Black. And being black and president, that was quite an accomplishment. Yeah, but that wasn't enough, is it? I mean, is it? Don't don't you have to <laughs> you know, do something, be something. How about some policies that he did? Robert Mugabe was also a black leader. Yeah. And it led a, led a nation to right. do it very well, though. Right. Idi Amin was, uh, <laughs> did yeah, some bad I mean, things. It's, it's, it's Skin color is not a good thing to judge people on. Yeah, it's just not it's good. It's an innovative new idea. Yeah. And I maybe know. just because people have done it in the past to terrible result doesn't mean you should just take it on as your current policy because you think you'll do it right. That's not a good idea. So, so Barack Obama is uh, followed by Jesus. Then Stalin, because they don't know who he is. 
neither one of these college students know who Joseph Stalin is, even when they say the name. Now, I could give you, okay, well, maybe I don't know the picture. How you don't know the picture of the guy in the uniform with the big Stalin mustache, mm-hmm. I don't you Okay, we show you a picture, but you don't know it. All right, it's Joseph Stalin. Do you know who that is? No. You don't know who Joseph Stalin is. I'll bet you you say you're a socialist. Then number two is Adolf Hitler. Number one is Donald Trump because Donald Trump. Well, can you be? Well, he's childish, right? Yeah, is that what he's, he's first. Thing? He's childish. <laughs> he's childish. Hmm. Uh, okay, then maybe you put him in third place for being childish. You know what I mean? Right. I maybe mean, he's a uh, middle of the pack guy. Yeah, Jesus, Obama, the childish one. Then probably Stalin and Hitler, but I could go either way. Mm-hmm. You have one of them in the first place and the other one in number two. I'm not going to argue with you. If you don't have Jesus in the number one place of best guy, I'm going to argue with you. Stalin and Hitler, now they're both really, really bad. Killed millions of people. But not only do they not know who Stalin is by name or by picture, when asked, don't you think childishness or food stamps is a little less than killing millions of Jews? The response is, he did that? <laughs> How is it possible? No, no, no. How I mean, is it can possible? I complete that sentence? How is it possible that we're going to survive as a republic? If people don't know that. You, you don't know, know that. You don't know anything. Like, I feel like Adolf's pretty, pretty famous to the extent that you know, no one even tries to pull off his mustache anymore. Like, I mean, his entire facial hair structure I mean, think, think of this. has been wiped out because of what he did. Think of this. The only guy from silent films that everybody, oh, I can't say that anymore, back just a few years ago before we became morons, everyone knew Charlie Chaplin. I think you could say Charlie Chaplin even to these two, and maybe they would go, the guy with the funny mustache, okay? He was so important to the global culture that today his imprint still is around. You could still see it and go, oh, yeah, that's that silent movie guy, mm-hmm. okay? His iconic feature was the mustache. He had it before Hitler. Hitler comes in, what, has a nasty cold, is not <laughs> nice to people? He did something. Something bad. Something yeah. bad mm-hmm. where that mustache can never, ever, <laughs> ever be worn again. Now, I don't think it necessarily looks good, <laughs> but you can't wear that, dude. Well, I will say uh, this settles the debate of all time between LeBron James and Michael Jordan because Jordan did wear it and still pulled it off and was able to still be in public. No, he didn't. Yes, he really? Jordan had the, the Hitler mustache Michael for a while. Jordan yes. <laughs> Michael Jordan did? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. The Nike, the, the greatest basketball player of all that time. Guy? Yes, that guy. Show me a picture of that. I don't believe that. Can we show him? She's Googling as really? we speak. Yes. Uh, he had the mu- I think, you know, he's a very well-known gambler. I swear so he, he lost the bet and he had to wear the Hitler mustache. It's, it's never been disclosed to my, my knowledge. But yes, uh, Jordan had the Hitler stash for a while. And it kind of worked on him. Yeah, well, he's Jordan. He gets to do whatever he wants. But I mean, that's the only thing that can, that can overcome, apparently. You know, isn't that weird? You know, when you get to, when you get, when you get to that point... Uh, where you're you're famous for doing something and it's good. You're good at something, right? You know what I mean. You could pretty much pull off anything, and, <laughs> and everybody's like, you know, on him it works. 
<laughs> no, it, yeah. Well, it's no. like <laughs> why? I, it's, I know it doesn't. I know. Yeah. Well, because you know it goes back to again in the NBA where a lot of these guys now will do their press conferences and they're dressed basically like Urkel. Yeah, they're basically dressed like Urkel, and it's all of a sudden fashionable. And you're like, well, why are you dressed like Urkel? And it's like, well, they're NBA stars, so they get to do whatever they want. That doesn't mean that the decision they're making is good, but they're NBA stars, so they look good. And they're in very good shape, and so, you know this works for them. If I wouldn't have been called a racist, I had an honest question standing in line at the TSA uh, this weekend. Okay. I'm standing in line at TSA, and uh, I'm being told to take off my belt. But the three gentlemen in front of me weren't wearing belts, and their pants were literally below their buttocks. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So they may have been a little higher in the front, but all of them were, like... All you'd have to do is just take down the underwear and you could you could sit down and go to the bathroom. All right. Right. You didn't have to pull the pants down. They were already under so, the butt. So it was efficient is what you're saying. They were effic- uh, sure, efficient. Sure. Sure. That's what I was trying mm-hmm. to say. Thank you, Stu. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my son and I said, I'm being serious. No jokes. How do those pants stay up? And from he, a from a physics, physics standpoint, standpoint, how do how are they? Why none of them were pulling them up? Nobody was holding them. Mm-hmm. You know nothing. How are those pants staying up? And I want to know. And I I would have asked, but no, I, you know you couldn't. You can't as a as a that would not have been a good no, moment. Would not have been a good moment. That no, but I would like to know if anybody knows the physics of how pants stay on worn like that. And you look like an idiot. I mean, I don't need to see your underpants. Wear, just wear your underpants and not uh, wear underpants and leggings. What are you doing? I don't even understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to understand but it. But I will say, number one, you pointed out more efficient going to the bathroom, right? You don't even I have did. to. Number two, uh, more efficient in the TSA line. They didn't have to take off belts. They didn't. Because they didn't wear, weren't they wearing didn't. them. They so, didn't. I mean, who won this? I think they did. Yeah. You know, you're clearly the one who didn't think this thing through. That's the way it works. It's there innovation. Go. There you it's go. It's innovation. There you go. Thank you for that, mm-hmm. Stu. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple of more stories uh, left uh, on, well, I, I've got, you're going to have to make the choice. I'll okay. give you a break and then you you make the choice, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, Mars colonist might be surprised if they try to have sex with Earth, Earth-based humans, it may be lethal. New science so if you have sex on Mars, you might die. Yes, if you're a scientist on Mars mm-hmm. and the Earth traveler comes to you and is like, hey, lonely? Right. Uh, you got to say yes, but no thank you. Hmm. Okay. okay. Interesting well, pretty story. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Star Wars actor uh, Daisy Ridley denies being privileged and oh, gets no. blasted online. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. She, be, uh, she didn't say she got enough... Uh, privilege because of her white skin uh yeah no she didn't she mm-hmm. said privilege show me oh not the thing to say oh honey. my gosh yeah, yeah they will show you and the third one is more of a christmas story why do people hang pickles on their christmas tree mm. experts say experts say there are three answers but i only believe one of them and it's and it's only because i know history so I have those three answers for you and those three stories you pick in uh, just a couple of seconds. First, let me stop, take a quick break. Gratitude. Gratitude. The people who get furthest ahead in life are the people who are grateful for the good things that come their way. 
Mike Lindell wants you to know how grateful he is to you. You've helped build MyPillow into the incredible company that it is today. And so he's got some amazing deals on everything that he makes. The newest is the Giza Dream Sheets, which I love. I laid down. I got, I got home yesterday, and I was so tired. I just flopped on the bed. And I, we have white sheets and then a white you know, uh, comforter over it. And uh, I thought it was the sheet, and I was like, oh, my wife put these damn linen sheets on again. I hate these linen sheets. It was the comforter, thank goodness. And I pulled that down, and, oh, these Giza sheets are so soft and so great, extremely durable as well, and affordable. And right now, you can get the Giza Dream Sheet, buy one, get one set free, Plus free shipping with a promo code BECK. Remember, my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to love these. The pillow, the sheets, all of it. MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials to get one pair of Giza Dream Sheets and get the second one free, plus free shipping. Also, deep discounts on all of the other products at MyPillow.com. Make sure you enter the promo code BECK. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK, or call 800 966 3117. 800 966 3117. Promo code back at mypillow.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Still choose your news. Headline number one, Star Wars actress Daisy Ridley denies being privileged, gets blasted online. Yeah, I mean, we, we know that story. It's a, some unfair criticism of her, I would assume. Uh, short-sighted Mars colonists could find sex with Earth-based humans lethal. Hmm. It's a good story. It's a good story, but I feel like we have time to figure that one out. You know, like it's the, the colonist thing hasn't happened yet. I mean, are you thinking that by the time it does, I'm probably not gonna be all that interested in sex. You're, so, so you're saying story number three, we have an urgent need to find why some people hang a pickle on their Christmas tree. Hell yeah, we're only a few weeks away. All right, so is that your choice? Yes, all I right. The pickle story. Pickle story. Here's here it is. We all have Christmas tradi- uh, traditions, but perhaps there's one you haven't heard of: the Christmas pickle. Do you know the Christmas I pickle? Don't know the Christmas pickle. Do you know? Does anybody know? Am I the only one that knows the Christmas pickle? The, the, have you ever seen the ornaments that look like a pickle that people hang on trees? I have not. However, considering there's an article about it, you can't be the only one who knows about it unless well, you wrote the article. Right. Uh, okay, so the Christmas uh, pickle. A lot of people put the pickle, and your deal is at the end of Christmas, I think, is, you know, who can find the pickle? You hide the pickle in the tree. This does not sound like a Christmas-based game. No, it, it really sounds... <laughs> It sounds like something that children should run from. <laughs> or something that might happen on Mars in the yeah. future. <laughs> <laughs> Find the pickle. Anyway. Uh, all right. So they don't know how exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one theory. There are three of them. I only buy one. According to several sources, in the late 1880s, Woolworths began selling glass ornaments imported from Germany. These ornaments were made in the shapes of fruits and vegetables, including the pickle. It's unclear why the pickle became the tradition. It was green and hard to find on the tree, perhaps. Okay. That's one theory. Uh, that's a b- potentially believable, but boring. All right. Another theory includes a soldier in the American Civil War 
When the soldier was taken prisoner on Christmas Eve, he begged a guard for one last pickle before he died. The guard gave him a pickle, and it gave him the strength he needed to survive. When the soldier returned to his family, he started the tradition of hiding a pickle on the Christmas tree every year. I, that does not seem believable to me either. Who would ask for a pickle as your last meal? 30. No, he didn't. Well, he begged for the last pickle because that was the only thing around. Mm. I mean, you would, I would beg for a pickle if that's the only food that was around. I mean, pizza would be a more... Get Uber well, Eats and they'll bring sure. it to you. Just call no where you are. Uber Eats, dude. Hurry. <laughs> Third, two Spanish boys who are traveling home for the holidays from their boarding school... They stopped for the night at an inn where they were killed, and then their bodies were put in a pickle barrel, later to be cooked up and eat, eaten. <laughs> what? Uh, St. Nicholas stopped at the inn, found the boys in the barrel, and brought them back to life. Brought them back to life? Yeah. Wow. After being a, chopped up. Some heavy lifting. Yeah. Which one is the one I believe is true? I, I got to just assume because it's, it involves chopped up children, it's probably that one. Right, you're probably the one like, ah, yeah, the pickle barrel thing. That, that I'll tell you why because they're coming for you. That's going to be your, <laughs> that's your the concentration camp. Yeah, and they're the, coming for you. Well, that's that's number two. That's an American concentration camp. That's true. Yeah, I mean, there, but that person lived. Well, I guess the well, the other one was brought back to life. Yeah, hmm. they're both pretty dark. Uh, okay, I, I mean, I, the American concentration camp does seem like the name of your potential next book. So uh, let's <laughs> right. let's go with that one. No, you should have stuck with the first, the first <laughs> guess. It is the third one, and, and the story is this: they don't have the story right. The story is this mm-hmm. is one of Saint Nicholas' miracles that two boys uh, were out looking for their lost brother, and as they were looking uh, for uh, this kid, um, they stopped at an inn. This inn. Back in these days, in the Dark Ages, they didn't care. This innkeeper was notorious. Little kids would disappear all the time. But if you were a stranger, you were definitely marked because he was making sausage out of people in pickle jars or in pickle uh, containers in Mm. the basement of this place. So he killed the kids. St. Nicholas, the family finally asked the the bishop, St. Nicholas, could you please go and find my children? They're all gone now. He happened to stop at this, got a prompting, went downstairs, found the children chopped up. The story is he brought them back to life out of those pickle jars. Did he pickle. put them back together first, or were they just like walking around parts? Because that you uh, have makes a, a darker you story. You have a way to wreck every <laughs> sweet Christmas story, don't you? <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program.